I'm going to try and say a word. Huh? God, we love you. Have your way. Speak in this place on this beautiful Sunday. Remind us from whence we've come. And remind us that it was you who brought us thus far on our way. Have your way in this place. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you're physically able to stand for the reading of the word, please do so. Exodus chapter 4. Beginning at verse 18, and then I'm going to read a couple of verses there, and then skip down to verse 27. Beginning at verse 18. So Moses went and returned to Jethro, his father-in-law, and said to him, Please let me go and return to my brethren who are in Egypt and see whether they are still alive. And Jethro said, Go in peace. Moses and Midian, go return to Egypt, for the men who sought your life are dead. Verse 27 and the Lord said to Aaron, go into the wilderness to meet Moses so on the mountain of God and kissed him. And so Moses told Aaron all the words of the Lord and who had sent him and all the signs which he had commanded him. Then Moses and Aaron went and gathered together all the elders of the children of Israel. And Aaron spoke all the words which the Lord had spoken to Moses. Then he did signs in the sight of the people. So the people believed, and when they heard that the Lord had visited the children of Israel and that he had looked on their affliction, they bowed, then they bowed their heads and worshiped. For the next few moments, I want to talk about from this theme, Sankofa. Look at someone now and just say, neighbor, go back and get it. Go back and get it. Many of you have seen the symbol, the metaphorical symbol for Sankofa, which is seen in a bird. The symbol there of the people, of the Ankan people who have described it in this way. It literally means it is not taboo to go back and fetch what you have forgotten. Sengofa teaches us that you have to go back to your roots in order to move forward. Sometimes you have to reach back into your past in order for your past to help teach your present how to live. Sometimes you have to reach back into your past in order to achieve your full potential. Sometimes you have to go back to that which you have forgotten. Sometimes you got to go back to that which has taken from you. Sometimes you have to go back and reclaim and redeem that which the enemy has stolen. Sometimes you have to go back even when you don't want to go back. Sankofa is generally illustrated by a bird. The bird is a mythic bird. It flies forward while looking backwards. 
In the mouth of the bird is normally in the beak there is an egg which represents the future. It expresses that idea that there's something in your past that's going to help you gain what God wants in your future. In order to understand your presence, sometimes you've got to pick up on what you've been through. And there may be some things you've got to go back and look at and see what God has done and what he wants you to do. What is interesting to me is when you read this text here concerning the life of Moses, in Moses' life he is doing well. He's living with his family. He now is raising his own nuclear family. Everything is going well. He's got all kinds of animals around him. He's got the run of the land, and his life is beginning to prosper. But in the midst of his personal prosperity, God arrests him and reminds him of who he really is, that your personal progress is not enough if your people are still down. Your personal progress is not enough if your people are still oppressed. Your personal progress is not enough if those whom you love are still under the harsh taskmaster. Your personal progress is not enough if those whom you care about are still living in terrible housing. Your personal progress is not enough that you have a big house when someone else is living in squalor. Your, your personal progress is not enough that you've got a nice gold chain and someone else cannot even afford to feed themselves. Your, your personal progress is not enough if you can sing joyous songs but everybody else is singing about misery and the blues. It, your personal progress is not enough if you can educate yourself and your family but other folks are being uneducated and undereducated and left unemployed and subject to a system that oppresses them. Your personal progress is not enough. Moses, I need you to do something. God arrests his attention because God wants him to go back and get it. You, you, I need your attention, Moses. It's, it's not good enough. The way you're living, I know it's comfortable, but don't be satisfied. You know, if we could all live disconnected lives, some of you would be a little happier, but most of us would be miserable. By disconnected lives, what I mean is if you didn't have to care about some folk, it would make you a, your life a little easier. If you didn't have to care whether they made it or not, just because they're your child, your cousin, your uncle, your auntie, if you didn't have to care, you would, oh, some of y'all right now, you were already feeling better. But because of the interconnectedness of all living things and because of your interconnectedness in this web we call life, even when you make your best progress, your life is diminished by the lack of progress of others. Because you can't really celebrate all by yourself. 
celebrations done in community, joy is had in community, happiness is had in community. You only look at yourself in relation to other people because we all are part of the community and in the community that's where we find the greatest liberation, joy. And when the community is not well, when the community is sick, we all are sick. Moses, I need you to go back. 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 I, I, I want to I talk to you. I want to anoint you for the journey, but I need you to go back. I, I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to anoint you for what you got to face there, but, but I need you to go back. I'm not telling you you're going to go back and it's going to be easy. I'm not telling you you're going to go back and Pharaoh's going to let them go right away. I'm not telling you you're going to go back and there won't be systemic pressures and obstacles that will combat your progress, but I'm telling you that despite what may be able to confront you, you must confront it by going to it and going back. Moses, first thing I need you to do is to return to the people of your family. If you look at the text real close, verse 18 says, So Moses went and returned to Jethro, his father-in-law, and said, Please let me return to my brethren who are in Egypt and see whether they are still alive. Moses, I... I need you to go back to your family. I need you to go back to your peeps. Uh, you know, sometimes can't nobody get on your nerves like family. Matter of fact, there's some people in your family that have a gift for getting on your nerves. It's almost like they got a special anointing from the devil to get on your last nerve. You don't have to be around them long. Other folk got to work up to getting on your nerves. You, you look at them and they're already on your nerves. You see them coming. Oh, Lord, this ain't about nothing. Jesus, Jesus, help me. Jesus, if you don't help me today, Jesus, I'm going to go off, Jesus. I'm going to lose my Holy Ghost today, Jesus. Ooh, oh, the blood of Jesus. Lord, don't let them say nothing to me. Don't let them say nothing to me. Let them walk on by. Maybe they can't see me. Maybe they can't see me. Return to the family. Lord, Lord, why do I need to go back to, to my family? Because, see, there's somebody you left behind that loves me. And their love for me is enough for you to love them. I didn't ask you to go back because they treated you right. I didn't ask you to go back because you like the way they look or you like their collard greens and cornbread. I asked you to go back because they love me and I love them. And if you claim you love me, then you love them. You see, human beings want to do what God won't do. We want to limit grace. Come on here. How many times should I let them get away with hurting me before I stop dealing with them? Because, see, I'm going to put them in my file. I got, 
for them? I really do. But if you ever notice that um, you always, people are always asking the question, how much grace do I need to give? Okay, y'all missed it, so let me give you some Bible. When, when Jesus is talking about forgiveness, the first question comes out the mouth of the disciples, what? How many times? Because I know they done messed up plenty. Just give me the number and I will count. They will reach it real soon. I promise you they're going to get there. It is within us to try to limit the grace of God. It is within us to try to say how much God can do or can't do or when God's grace ought to run out. And because we always look to limit the grace of God, we actually ourselves limit our grace. And when folk get on our last nerve, we're through with them. And when we say we're through with them, we mean we're through with them. Don't come to my house. Don't call me. Don't say nothing to me. If I see you, I won't see you. Leave me alone. What I need to recognize is that God's grace is like this, y'all. My grace is sufficient for you. And in case you didn't know it, before God saved you, you weren't all that. If you were actually honest with yourself, you didn't make the all that club until late in life. And you're just barely there now. Stop looking back at folk who haven't made it out as though they're no good because there but for the grace of God go I because see you could be Pookie and Ray Ray and any other Shanae you could be them yourself the only reason you're not hanging on the pole right now is God saved you in time the only reason your mind is not messed up is God saved you in time the only reason you're not caught up on narcotics is God saved you in time the only reason you were caught up and got off is God saved you in time the only reason you're standing is by the grace of God God saved you in time. You made the same mistakes. You told the same lies. You were in the same place. But God covered you and didn't let you get caught and go down. If they had caught some of the stuff you used to do, they wouldn't like you like they do now. But God's grace has been covering you for years. Return to the people of your family, of our family. I gotta go back. I gotta check my peeps out. Life ain't so good for some of them. I gotta go back. I gotta do something. There has to be something more I could do and enjoy. And the thing I love about God is God doesn't mind you living well. 
riding well, eating well, being taken care of, but God doesn't want you to do that while riding through the hood, scared to be in your old neighborhood. Because your hand ought to always be open. Because just as God has blessed you, you ought to be a blessing. The, the promise to Abraham was, I will bless you so that you will be a blessing. So understand this. If you stop blessing, you have become the Dead Sea and everything good is running into you but nothing can get out of you and pretty soon anybody around you is going to be dead like the Dead Sea because you're going to be so full of yourself, you won't be worth being around. Come on, I, I, gotta, I, gotta, I gotta preach a little more. Let me preach a little more, just a little more. Return to the people of our family. But then he said, I need to return to the place of our fears. I got to return to the place of my fears. I, I got, verse 19 says, uh, Moses, he says, go return to Egypt. All the men who sought your life are dead. Moses, gone back. Those are dead. And I want to help somebody here. Sometimes... What we have been fearing has been over so long and we still running from what ain't chasing us. It's already over. It's dead. It's finished. And you're still running from it like it's the boogeyman coming to get you. Moses, get up and go back there. I know they told you they were going to kill you, but they're already dead. All of the people that wanted your life are dead. And matter of fact, tell you the truth, Moses, it doesn't matter if they were living, because even if they were living, they couldn't touch you, because I've got you covered. I've got other work for you to do. And even if they were alive, I would protect you. Let me preach a little bit. Sometimes we got to return to the place of our fears because that which we fear the most is keeping us from being what God wants us to be the most. That which we fear, and sometimes, I want to be honest, some of you are still fearing your math, you're still fearing your science, technology, engineering, you, you still you got all kinds of nightmares. You, you got the name of the teacher, the class that they called on you in. And they told me to go up to the board. And I went up there and I froze. And I've never done a math problem since. Shut up! The trick of the enemy is to make your fears have more power over you than they deserve. Don't let your fear master you. You master your fear. Uh, I'm teaching a course these days um, at the seminary called The Essential Writings of Howard Thurman. And in his autobiography, Howard Thurman talks about having two dogs. And uh, uh, one was Barrymore and the other one was Kropotkin. 
and those dogs were his dogs, and he enjoyed them, and he enjoyed their life, and uh, one dog kept, stayed with him for a long time, the other dog he ended up giving to a person in San Francisco, and so one of my students said, um, they lived, watched, read the thing, said, well, you know, he really wasn't an alpha male around those dogs. It was like, those dogs kind of did a lot of stuff, you know, and it, it bothered them. You know, they're, they're a real pet person. You know, some people just got that gift. They, they Dogs, animals, they, they can, you know, they got that. Who, who's that one? Doctor? Who's the doctor that they talk to the animals? Huh? Yeah, yeah, that's them. They're saying do little for the rest of y'all out there. They got that Eddie Murphy spirit. Went over some of y'all heads. You get it later. They got that Dr. Doolittle thing. They can talk to them. And so she was upset. And I said, I said, um, I said, excuse me. You, you didn't read the book well enough. And I said, you need, need to read something else in there. She said, why? I said, if you read closely, you'll see where he was a child. He had a chunk of his leg taken off by a dog and had a deadly fear of dogs from then on. And yet, to conquer his fear, he had two of them. See, y'all missed it. See, I'm not going to let my fear of this dog keep me from living a, a life with man's best friend around me and the companionship of this animal. That one bad animal is not going to ruin my relationship with dogs going forward. No, I may not be like you are. I can't talk to the animals, but I can have fun with this one because this one reminds me that I'm conquering my fear. Y'all missed it, went over your head. You need to get to the place where that which scares you the most is that what you stand up to and tell that thing, you ain't going to scare me. You can't keep me from getting what God has for me. You can't stop me from embracing my destiny. I'm not afraid of you. I'm going to stand boldly. Perfect love cast out all fear, for fear hath torment. I refuse to be tormented by anything. I'm going to conquer my fear. I'm going to close in just a moment. I, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. I'm closing in just a moment. So I need to return uh, to the people of our family, and I need to return to the place of our fears, but then I need to return to the promise of faith. Return to the promise of faith. You see, he said, when you go back, not, not if, God spoke to him said, when you go back. I'm going to tell you now, Pharaoh, verse 21, is going to have a hard heart towards you. But when you go back, I'm going to bless you when you go back. Y'all missed it. You see, see, there's a promise attached to your life that will not happen as long as you allow yourself to be colored by your fear. There's a promise attached to your existence of what God wants to do through you that he can't do through anybody else. But
But the moment you break your cycle of fear, you not only get healed for yourself, but those around you get healed. If Moses doesn't get himself over himself, he cannot go and rescue the people of God. Let me help somebody here. There's somebody waiting on you to get in a place with God so you can help rescue them. And the only reason they're still where they are is because you won't get you together so that you can go help somebody else. And once you get yourself together and allow God to pick you up and turn you around and place your feet on solid ground, then what you're going to do is you're going to go back and get it. You're going to go back and help somebody else. If I can help somebody as I travel along, if I can cheer somebody with a word or a song, if I can help some traveler while he's traveling along, then my living shall not be in vain. Then my living shall not be in vain. I don't want to live a life that is in vain. I'm going to go back and get it. I'm going to go back and get it. What you going to get, Reverend? I'm going to get my joy back. I'm going to get my peace back. I'm going to get my happiness back. I'm going to get the promise back. I'm going to get my breakthrough back. And the joy of the Lord is going to be my strength. I'm going back and get it. It's my time to get everything. I'm going into the enemy's camp and take back what he stole from me. Look at somebody say, neighbor, I'm getting it back. The devil can't have my family. I'm getting it back. The devil can't have my finances. I'm getting it back. The devil can't have my faith. I'm getting it back. I'm getting it all back. Come on, give God a praise. 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 The doors of the church are open.